Hello and welcome to Deadpool It Yourself, uh, episode seven, Encephalic Immolation. Uh, my name is the Senseless Apprentice, and I hate the disillusionment of adulthood. If you still have some youthful vigor, for God's sake, hold on to it as long as you can, because cynicism is rough. Um, anyway, uh, with me is our very own cosmic-powered alien from another planet, stranded here on Earth because he betrayed his boss, Mr. Verano. Thank you, thank you. I honestly thought you were mistaking me for Silver Surfer. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, you know, I descriptions from the from the current issue oh. so uh oh, not silver surfer <laughs> oh shit i've been telling people the wrong thing all week uh. i'm saying you're calling out on it you're uh you are being compared to silver surfer that's where the description comes from in fact it's almost verbatim uh one of the ways that deadpool uh describes the silver surfer minus like a line um in some expository dialogue in the comic well thanks for calling me bald also you're not to call me hey. out so fast about it. Damn it! Hey. <laughs> Shit! I should know. <laughs> yes, I would actually have called you Silver Surfer, but I thank you for calling me that. Although it's going to leave me very conscious about my hair for this whole episode. <laughs> Man, you're overthinking the hair thing. I might be. All right, it's been a rough week. All right, this rain isn't helping. Makes me lazy as shit. Doesn't I don't want to do any workouts. I'd be like the silver surfer with the pudge. Would be like the worst. Don't. I can't do workouts. Two kids means no workout outside of work time, and at work time I gotta work. So I spend my lunch at my lunch forty minutes, uh, at least thirty of them jogging on a fucking treadmill. It's all the workout I get usually. You can't have the baby, the little baby girl with you. Is it uh, uh, that sucks. No, nah, I work. The the COVID restrictions mean that only I can go. Oh, 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 oh. can't bring. That kids. sucks. I just got told at work that we have uh, close to like maybe a hundred new exposures that tested positive. Yeah, my boss was funny. He was like, "Yeah, so that means uh." If you take a lunch break, take it in the office, you know, no more than one or two people. I'm looking at him, I'm like, you know, I work like a different schedule than everybody else on the team. And I'm not even in the office. So there's almost no point in telling me this. Well, that's why I have my specialty masks. I've ordered different masks for the fun of it. Fuck, I think I might just wear these masks just for, you know, the hell of it after this COVID stuff is over because, uh, I really like them. They're comfortable, and uh, honestly, they hide my bad breath from all of you. So, <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? I probably own, like, about 40 masks. I know. Well, I have one. It's uh, Deadpool, and he's doing the heart thing with oh his hands. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorites. I have another one that is uh, one of my favorite punk bands, the Dead Kennedys. Uh, just their symbol and a bunch of their album covers behind it. Um, I was liking because they take the piss out of both sides. They don't just fucking concentrate on on being one way or the other. They, you know, call everyone out. And uh, and of course, I got Maven's. Where'd you order these masks? 
fucking Amazon. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I've done, um, I've actually ordered most of mine from, uh, SA Fishing Company. Um, yeah. not as a commercial, just that, um, I do appreciate their mess and actually bought a shit ton of them before COVID started because it, it was cold at work and I would stand out for work. Now, since I got promoted yeah. and I'm indoors, pretty much the master for no reason, but I like them. They get nice to the face. Yeah. They keep you warm. So I was like, screw it. Why not? Yeah. And I scare people as a bald guy with a symbol uh, that is basically a D and a K in angular fashion. I, I think a lot of them think I'm some kind of fascist because of it. <laughs> when really it couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> ah. Well, um, comic book news related. Johnny Depp got fired. Um, I know some people apparently are sad, but screw you. He has money. We don't. Not as much as he has. He'll get another movie. So screw you all. There are apparently evidences that he might be in the right on this particular case because Amber Heard was like just as fucked up as he's been in the past. But like, I just it's kind of like what you're saying. I just can't bring myself to care because first off I grew up in a time when Johnny Depp was that guy who fucked up hotel rooms. And, uh, so I know he's no saint and also like, you know, fuck it. He's a good actor. He'll find, he'll, they'll have rebounds. It's not like he Hulk Hogan did. I mean, he, if Robert Downey Jr. can rebound from having his own issues, Johnny Depp is fine. I mean, John, they're both amazing it, it, actors, and they have a good variety to them. They'll be okay. I, studio cast like Mads Mikkelsen though, because all these people have been like, "Fuck, we like the bad guy from Doctor Strange," but you know, Johnny Depp, guys. <laughs> the man's got range. It's more than Vin Diesel can say for his. No offense to Vin Diesel. I actually like his movies, but. Johnny Depp's got range. So, guys, you know, stop crying for him. Yes, it's sad. He doesn't get to be the villain people want him to be, but he'll be another villain somewhere else. And they're mad that Amber Heard gets to retain her position as a character who does nothing outside. Like, as lo- <laughs> Mara is, I mean, She's Aquaman's queen, but that means that she shows up whenever he's around, and that's it. She has no... She's a side character. That's... They're mad that she's, you know, gonna be there. (laughs) Although given, mad whatever. If Aquaman still goes well, which I hope he does, because love Jason Momoa, Mera's a character. She has her own side story. She could get her own movie, too. Eh. Uh, they might not. I might not enough people really give a, enough of crap about Aquaman as a comic. I do. I like him. Um, she does have no, a bigger I, backstory. Aquaman, so. Mara's too steeped in a bunch of other shit that, like, there's no way she's getting anything close to her comic book adaptation in the big screen. And so, like, I just don't give a fuck about about the like. It's cool that the character's there. I don't care that Amber Heard's playing it. You know? Yeah, no, I think, it, I think it's cool, but it's like, alright, yeah, it's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, what else? With uh, Neil? He'll be all right. He'll make it. He made Gilbert Grape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make. I've, I've been watching. So Chappelle, they just put Chappelle's show up on Netflix. So I've been watching Chappelle's okay. show, and uh, they were. He did that one about uh, you know being defensive based on uh, past work and stuff like that. And, you know, for Michael Jackson, he was like, he made Thriller. And I was trying to reference that, where it's like, he made Gilbert Grape. Johnny Depp will be all right. <laughs> oh, gosh. But he will be, actually. Seriously. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um, oh, what was the... Oh, the other thing... The other thing is kind of similar, because people are trying to be like, oh, they're trying to rehab his image because of that whole Hillsong Church bit. But uh, they announced that Chris Pratt was reporting for... Uh, Shoot for or was gonna be in uh Thor Love Love and Thunder. And like I'm sorry, people, did you not see that as inevitable or, or at least some kind of crossover with these characters as inevitable when they did that whole As Guardians of the Galaxy bit at the end of Endgame? Like that wasn't an accident. That was producer put in. <laughs> True. I mean, they always have a lineup coming around of everything. So Well yeah. Oh, that entire there was so much foreshadowing in that fucking scene in general like they had they had uh scarlet witch talk to hawkeye and it's like oh they're both going off in their own directions to be on their own fucking shows and then they set up falcon and winter soldier with you know falcon getting the shield so in their show they're gonna have some playful back and forth about who should be the real person to back up steve you know that'll be fun yay basically. red skull should do it <laughs> well, it'll based in, be based in the comic books where both characters have been Captain America at one point or another. Oh, so Red Skull's and not then, in uh, the running for it. Nah, because no. the guy who played him, because the, the guy who played him doesn't want to put the makeup back on. I don't blame Hugo Weaving yeah. at all. I wouldn't. Isn't the same guy? Well, they probably. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Red Skull. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um. No, what was the other one? Uh, shit. Oh, WandaVision. Uh, Looks like it's ranking yeah, well, up. I just saw there was an actual, um, well, I forget what, con- no, not comic, magazine had it. Um, January. It had it as a cover of Vision and Wanda. I was like, oh, sweet. Looks like it's coming closer. I'm going to watch it. Yay. <laughs> Finally, I'm still bitter about uh, you know the Mandalorian season two and how it was greenlit, shot, produced, and released in the time it took them to not come out with any of the comic book related shows that I signed up for. And I got I, I admit I realize that some of that is uh, is based on the fact that they're trying to this is a new landscape and so they keep fucking around with the dates that they had because. They want things to be released around the same time, but also they got to think about profitability. So I, I, I get it. I, it's frustrating, but it's like, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to maintain the story at the correct pace because shit, that's what they've been doing for years. Well, yes, but um, Mandalorian is good. I finally saw the other two episodes. I'm trying to watch every day on Friday. I'm just every other two weeks i'm like all right cool all right um <laughs> people certain people dead that's all i can say i don't want to ruin it 
Uh, still love Baby Yoda. Hilarious as hell. Oh, I got. <laughs> I'm yet. I've been waiting. No, it's fine. Waited out. I'm just like screwed. I was on and I happened to watch it today. I was like, ooh, yay. Now I also <laughs> watch a crap ton of uh episodes of Gargoyles. Um I love Disney Plus for having so much some of my classic shows of what I grew up on. Um man, it reminds me, I actually had a Goliath toy. Now I don't know what I did with that. I'm sure I gave it to a cousin of mine years ago, but I'm like, damn it, I had that toy. That's totally cool. I, just, I remember all those car like the cartoons in the afternoon, and then it would get to uh, like Power Rangers and all that stuff was playing all the time. I actually remembered Fox having Saturday morning cartoons. Man, that's a bummer. They don't have that crap anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, X-Men and then Spider-Man on the second cartoon. Yep. And then I, uh, was it? I didn't realize like Spider-Man had actually had two different series before that. It's like Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Friends. I was like, what? (laughs) They were in like the set. Those were so old. Yes, because you could even hear the music and you're like, wow, that sounds like 70s almost style of music. I mean, it was still cool. It was corny, but it wasn't as corny as He Man from the damn eighties. Oh yeah, well the eighties was a commodity time. It was everything was made to sell. Fuck. I know, especially GI Joe and uh, He Man. Always do the right thing. Always eat your vegetables. Like we we act like the nineties were any better. Like we're better. Like oh yeah, we weren't as commercial. No, we were we were just as fucking commercial in the nineties. We just had different. Like oh my god. Do you remember the... Uh, I appreciated the different commercializing that we did in the 90s. It wasn't a stupid 80s and 70s. Dear Lord. Oh, 80s and 70s. It was lunchboxes and, and action figures and stuff. And the ni- Do you remember the trading cards? I had a friend who had the entire uh, Spider-Man collection. Like the entire thing and an entire binder. And then I think he also had all of the... Uh, there was a separate Marvel Tops. Oh, I don't remember card. any of that crap. Oh one my day. gosh, we used to buy. The time I got into cards was NFL Sports and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, this is Yu-Gi-Oh. These cards didn't have a game connection. I know that. That's <laughs> that's by the time I actually got into it. Otherwise, not. No, no, no. These were these were just collectors' cards. They were like the they were like the uh, you know they were like baseball cards, but fucking X Men and Avengers. And... I uh, I want to say I do, but I'm pretty sure I don't remember any of that as a kid. Oh, I had so many of them, but I had nothing compared to my buddy. My buddy had them all organized in binders and yeah. stuff. I think he has them, but I I don't know where they'd be. They'd probably be worth some money now to some club. Yeah, Pogs. I remember Pogs. Fucking Pogs. It was the most random shit. But I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And we bought that shit and we're sitting there trying to act like we're better than those 80s or 70s kids. We are, all right? The 90s is totally better. Whatever. <laughs> Screw new 2000s kids and then other generations. The 90s was shit. Same. It's all the same. Same shit, different toys. Exactly. All right, now on to our illustrious main characters. Are stars of this episode. 
Cable and Deadpool. Oh, I mess over Surfer and his board. <laughs> but okay, sure, those two. They're, they're in there too. So we're reading Cable and Deadpool's The Burnt Offering Part 4. Uh, it's issue 10, Born Sinners, written by Fabian Niceza, uh Pencils by Patrick Zercher. Inks by Rob Ross and Meth. Uh, colors are done by Gotham Studios. Letters by Corey Pettit. The cover art is by Patrick Zercher and Shane Law. And uh, so we start, and it's just the last issue ended. This is a, pretty much a fighting issue. Uh, the last issue ended with the Silver Surfer coming at uh, Cable and them being like, oh, why didn't you think of him? So now the Silver Surfer and Cable are fighting, but it literally just looks like they're, you know, grappling each other as surfer surfs on his board but they're flying through everything they fly literally through the island of providence and while they're doing it uh you have nick fury uh getting updates and you know they're it's a power uh estimate where apparently they're flying through everything they they hit they're destroying it at a molecular level and just putting it back together again instantly and that's just it's an indication of again how powerful both of them are. We knew Silver Surfer was that powerful because fuck, he's a herald of Galactus. But uh, it's to really show you that Cable is just super, super. Uh, like when 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 Sinister was estimating Cable's potential as out of the out, like just the most potential any mutant could have. This is the indication of it. He's. Uh, he and the silver surfer are doing this together they're fighting each other but they're also saving everyone else because that's the the it's two heroes fighting each other it's not a hero and a villain and so uh cable is um also at the same time trying to reason with the silver surfer about what he's doing and while he's doing that we just have scenes interjected at providence like where uh deadpool confronts cyclops for uh, hitting him in the back, he says, and Cyclops goes, yeah, the same way you did to Bishop and Wolverine, and uh, Deadpool's like, yeah, well, that's supposed to be me. You're supposed to be better. And then they do the expository line about who's fighting who, and uh, that's when uh, Deadpool and Cyclops start going to, to assemble this thing that they've been, that I mean, before we'd seen the X-Men excuse me, hired Deadpool to steal these things while Deadpool's running in to do quote what he came here to do uh, he gets pulled up by his neck and it turns out to be the cat once again and uh, the cat and Deadpool and Cyclops start to do what they can to put these these uh, different tech parts together Um while they're doing that, everyone on the outside who's been fighting the six pack and the X Men uh, are starting to realize that, um, first off, something's going on. They're also realizing that they don't have to fight anymore because, you know, now that the Silver Surfer's taken over the fight with Cable, there's really no reason for the X Men and the six pack to really fight. Um, so they go, there's a, the, the island seems to shake and, uh, Cyclops sends Nightcrawler and a team, uh, literally both the teleporters and Domino to the uh, gravity generators to find out uh, what's going on. While they're doing that, uh, 
Cable and the Silver Surfer are still fighting. And that's when we get to see the last part of Cable's interview with, uh, with Irene Merriweather. And that's where we see that he knew exactly what was going to happen the entire time. Um, I, I mean, even st- Irene Merriweather, you said I'm not allowed to run this interview until, let me quote you, and Cable interjects, I've seen this through to the end. Irene Merriweather, yes. So what? What? what is that end, Cable? My end. Irene, you expect to die? Cable, my body can't handle this kind of energy output. No one born of humans could. So again, he's just, he's so super powerful and she's almost in love with him. So she's getting pissed off at the kind of, uh, um, the kind of sacrifice that he's planning to make. And He says, uh, I see it as showing people the light at the end of the tunnel, looking forward with hope, with expectation, but also with an understanding of the sacrifices that would have to be made, both material and spiritual, in order to reach that light. Uh... Hello? Yeah, no, I'm trying to find a good quote. Because really what he's pointing out, the whole plan was to unite the world against him and to have them burn out. Like, basically what he's saying is he was supposed he has all this power. They could shoot as many guns, as many nukes as they want at him. But he's not he has so much power that it couldn't hurt him. So his whole plan was to goad the governments of the world into taking him on. And the Silver Surfer. uh basically he was going to burn himself out literally letting them fire nukes at him and funneling the energy out of the out of the atmosphere or whatever and and then like have the world see like oh that's what it's like to work together (laughs) like again he was making himself the common enemy he was making himself the sacrifice uh to bring about this world peace by getting them to like almost destroy their arsenals by taking him on and uh She's, but but it's because he knows that he's gonna die anyway. It's basically, you know, he he basically planned to commit suicide by getting the world to destroy him and realize that that's what it's like to work together. <laughs> and so his his friends are pissed at him. You know that's why Irene is is pissed. And um, he goes uh. <laughs> So she, Irene says, and there's no other way to accomplish your plan short of dying at the precise moment that allows you to stave off the annihilation of the entire planet. And Cable goes, no, I pretty much got it figured out to the last decimal point. <laughs> she, she responds, you're joking, but what if that happens? Is there anyone out there who could push your power levels to those limits? Silver Surfer. <laughs> Ta-da! You know, he... He... Uh, so then you see that she's actually listening to the interview and she asked, why didn't you think of him? And, you know, so then it goes back to Cape to cable and the silver surfer fighting. But this uh, culminates with cable getting tired of this. And he goes, this is enough. We can't keep repairing all this damage. I can't last much longer. This wasn't supposed to work this way. And I love the, uh, the, the, the thought bubble work because, or the, even just the, 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 the uh, letter work, because what they do is when Cable's talking, his 
letters are a normal white background black uh font and when he's thinking it when he's using his telepathy it's blue background white font and uh so he's actually just thinking this at the silver surfer he's not even talking to him he's using his telepathy and he goes uh the only the only way to make people see the potential of a unified future was to unify them against a common goal even if that meant against me and if i died saving them then my sacrifice their guilt would serve as the catalyst to keeping them together. Ugh! And I say that because that's the precise moment when he destroys the Silver Surfer's board. And as the Silver Surfer crashes down into Providence, he goes, that's, yeah, that's right. Your board was unbreakable. Do you get it yet? I did not turn myself into everything I've always stood against. Make myself a god just to come up short. You don't get it. You're practically immortal. I don't have that luxury. I've been from the future to the past and back again. I've run out of time. And then it's so important he starts talking to him in, in his normal bubbles. And he says, why are you doing this? Don't you see how important this is to me? Begging him on a personal level. And the Silver Surfer says, I see your passion. And then he destroys the, the techno-organic side of Cable. Uh, literally just destroys his his uh, his left arm in one blast, and he said, and he replies, "Passion begets hunger. Hunger consumes worlds. I will not allow another world to fall." And as you see, Cable get defeated, and uh, as he's lying there. Uh, that's when Nightcrawler finds out that the gravity generators are just props. Um, they're, they're, they, they don't do anything. They're, the, the island's not being kept afloat by any artificial means. The way the uh, entire island uh, was kept afloat was Cable's telekinesis. So while he's fighting the Silver Surfer, while he's doing all this, while he, he's still so powerful that he's keeping the entire spaceship island afloat with all the people on it. And that means that as he has been hit, uh, he's no, he, if he's unconscious, he's not holding that island up anymore. Uh, it's literally, uh, it's, it's Sokovia before Sokovia was ever a thing. And instead of it falling into the, um, into a bunch of land, this is an, the same idea, but it's going to fall into an ocean, cause a tsunami that'll spread around. And, you know, it's going to land on the collected navies of a bunch of the world. And uh, so the shield helicarriers, scrambling choppers, um, they've realized that cable is almost flatlined and that the surfer won the battle. His board is back. He's just holding his arm out and like, it's all collected and back again. And, uh, <laughs> that's when you have, uh, cable or Deadpool Cyclops and the cat staring at the piece. And Cyclops says, it looks like a piece is missing. He tricked you all of us into assembling this. And Deadpool replies, tricked is a strong word. I prefer manipulated, cajoled, coerced. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the cat expresses disbelief, doesn't know what good the device will do anyway. 
And Cyclops admits, uh, you know, when he asks what good the device will do, Cyclops admits, none that I can tell. If the surfer won, Providence will crash. If we use this device on cable, this island will still crash. But Deadpool is a true friend to Cable now, apparently. He's, he's, he's becoming more in sync with Cable. He says, no, Nate's got to have something up his sleeve. I know Cable better than you do. He's too stubborn not to have figured this out. And uh, <laughs> Cyclops says, you're asking me to risk the lives of thousands of people, not to mention my own son, because I should trust your instincts? And that's when Cable gets hardlined with him and says, no. Because you should trust cables. Ooh. So profound. <laughs> and then Deadpool and the cat attack Cyclops because Cyclops expresses, you know, that he's not comfortable with trusting either of them. And uh, so Deadpool attacks and the cat attacks, but the cat hits Cyclops in a pressure point and knocks him out. Then he gives Deadpool the missing component because, you know, Deadpool only took what the cat allowed him to take when they were in Japan. And so uh, he puts the, the device in, body slides by two, and uh, brings Cable to the safe house in Switzerland, where a few episodes ago, you might remember we were talking about an issue where uh, it's a demonstration of Cable's power, where he's in the safe house in Switzerland when he's talking to um, Professor X, and he literally just takes the entire house apart by you know, every single little piece uh, down to the nails. And so now they're laying there or now he's laying there, but uh, you're also interspersed in these images where Cable is asking Deadpool to use this device on him. Uh, Cable's kind of sister, Rachel Summers, who's a, a, she's from an alternate future, similar power, similar parentage but much lower apparently because she is having trouble. She, she, she goes by Phoenix or I'm not sure she might be going by Marvel girl at this point, but she, um, she's having trouble keeping this Island afloat. Whereas cable was doing it as an afterthought. Um, and she's saying she can't hold it up any longer. And as Deadpool uses the device on cable, uh, he supports her and helps her lower it safely into the ocean. And, uh, she, you know, it, she says, Nathan, he goes, I'm right here, Rachel. I'm everywhere. I didn't know this would happen. When Deadpool used the device to excise my powers, it's given me one chance, one gift to show people everywhere what's in my heart, what's in yours, in theirs, in everyone's. What could be if everyone tried a bit harder to make the world a better place? Scott interjects, Nathan, it's all right, Scott, dad. This is what I wanted, what I needed. Only way to stop my powers, to keep myself from ever losing control, was to, to, and he fades off. And you see, it's a, it's a really cool image where, like, the island's being lowered, but you just see pieces of everybody from uh, the X-Men all gathered in one spot. You know, you have all the pictures. You have Cyclops and the cat kind of in the place where they are. You have... Uh, Anaconda and Constrictor together. You have GW Bridge and uh, and and Hammer uh, in the same sort of place. They're, it's kind of like they're organized by where they are uh, located, and um, then it cuts to the entire assembly of X Men Six Pack 
and uh, shield all standing there, and it's 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 that kind of drawing, like it's a pose drawing, because like Wolverine's standing there, like he's just tense, tensed up, like looking down. Just everyone's in a in this somber, down looking pose, and they're asking Iron Merriweather, and you know they're asking her what he did. He's, You're telling me he had himself lobotomized. Uh, and she says, basically, the device Deadpool put together used Cable's teleportation matrix to surgically remove portions of his brain. And then, you know, Nick Fury goes, the parts that controlled his higher telekinetic and telepathic abilities. Basically, what happened was the device that they've been trying to get together this entire time was what Cable wanted them to get together because it, either he was going to, you know, see his plan through and die or he like this was a contingency to save his life uh, by literally just removing the parts of his brain that are where his mutant powers lie. So now he's he's lobotomized and Deadpool's kind of just, he, but he's also you see this issue ends on uh, two panels where you know the entire assembly has no idea what's happened to cable. And so it flashes to cable and he's laying there. Eyes are blank. He's drooling. And, uh, it's Deadpool sitting with him going, come on, Nate, wake up, say something to get me mad. Tell me according to Jim is the best sitcom in television history. Tell me the knack sucks something. Nate, was it worth it? And that's the end of the issue. So we start up next uh, next week with 30 Pieces, A Story in Two Parts, Part 1, Predator and Prey. Um, where Cable is missing parts of his brain and Deadpool is probably doing something to help uh, bring him back. Because, you know, we've started to see that Deadpool actually cares for him. And I think we're going to get to see uh, not just Deadpool, but also the uh the thunderbolts uh or at least a few of them i'm pretty sure the fixers in a in, in an upcoming issue so that'll be nice that'll be good but before we get there before we get to anything happening next time uh let's start with what was your favorite art of this it, issue? to me it's really got to be um uh what was it cable slicing up the board it just it looked cool. It was well drawn. Like I don't know if I was watching it, I'd want to see it from that angle too. Been like, what the? Oh shit! I, I like that. I also like uh, I like the cable and um, and Silver Surfer parts where they're running through, just, just like destroying huge sections while there's speech around them saying. Oh yeah, they're basically blowing, they're atomizing everything and then just forming it all back again. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just such an expression of power that you can only get through, like, drawing and narrative. And, and like, I agree with you, like, the board was really cool, too. Uh, just an expression of magnitude. Yeah, no, it was really well done. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite part um, of the issue, though? Pretty much just him explaining to him and, like, just kind of letting him know. It's like, ah, like, this is it. And 
I'm right there, just pretty much Deadpool is going like, yeah, I, I mean, I did it because that's what was asked. I lobotomize him like, <laughs> you know, he's he's bummed about it. He's trying to like be like, you know, kind of going like, hey, I did it, but you, you coming back, right? Like, hey. Well, it's it's for me, it's funny because, um, you know, I've talked to you about how I hate this trope of. You know, we we built this person up to be so powerful. Now we're going to have an extended time period where we make them not powerful at all. And uh, then eventually they'll somehow get their power back. And th- this trope is at play here. And yet this is kind of like the one time where I really, really enjoy it because I like the interplay that you get from Cable and Deadpool uh, throughout this entire series. Um, they really do make a cool group of friends. And uh, so even though it's a trope I hate where like right now they're the cables literally in the midst of having his power taken away to sort of make him narratively more interesting. Um, at the same time, it's, it's done in such a cool way where like he literally arranged it. So like you're saying, like with people lobotomizing him <laughs> and yet it's, yeah, just really no, good. it really is. Um, so, I mean, I think it's, I mean, overall, I, I like that it was action-packed. It had a lot going on. Um, and for him to be lobotomized, it's, yeah, it kind of throws you a, a certain um, curveball. But it, it's, I think it's still good. <laughs> so who, okay, so now we're on best character, worst character. Who would you say was the best character of this issue? I like Deadpool. I mean, I was all right. I like Cable on this. I like that he's, I mean, he's really putting himself <laughs> out there and, and like, he, he's fighting. He's like, this is messed up. He's like, but this is still my plan. And I know Deadpool's not going to mess, mess with me. He's still going to do it. even though nobody's going to be happy about it. Um, worst character, <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> I feel, I I feel like everybody's predisposed to always he think is. Cyclops is the worst character. He just is. <laughs> I I would agree with you on uh, on Cable being being. I, I really enjoyed Cable in this issue, and I and I there's there's just something ambiguous about his plan though. Like I can't even get, get across because I realized I haven't really explained that there was also a part of it where in his ultimate sacrifice he's supposed to reach around the world and like show them what was in his heart kind of like what he did when he when he sit when he uh saved the the providence island and 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 you know it's sort of like a a, a anti-climax or whatever but um like it, he's, he's just he's so ambitious with it and he he really has like it, it it really is all the all the titles leading up have been all about like either the sacrifice for us especially i've been arranging all our titles to be about sacrifice even even our our title today literally means uh you know sacrificing your brain by fire um which is kind of the way they describe it in this in this thing he 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 you know uses this device to literally just burn out the parts of his brain that that have his powers um but yeah i would agree with cable as best character uh worst character because I have the freedom to, I don't really think there was narratively a worse character, but that means that I get to just, you know, hate on someone irrationally, which I sometimes like to do. And this time it's solo. Cause you know, 
he he adds nothing to the to anything and any even in the scene he is appearing in like Nightcrawler's a teleporter so you know who the fuck needs soul yeah i guess so <laughs> so that that's my thing is like i don't give a fuck about solo and so uh you know fuck solo he was the worst character um because nightcrawler is oh, nightcrawler is always a winner <laughs> All right, so as we close out, we always do. We have a, a DIY uh, uh, experience for you this time. I wanted to talk because we're in we're in fall, and it's it's a good time to have a to have you know, especially if you've got a fire pit to have fires and and uh, you know have bonfires and sit out and if you like to drink a beer or two, drink a cider, make s'mores, uh, you know, hot dog. make s'mores. Uh, Grill some hot, exactly. So, uh, we're, we're, uh, I figured we would talk about chopping wood because, you know, some, I've seen idiots do it and <laughs> I am an idiot. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of, I figured I would try to, to, this is something I actually know, know to do pretty well. And so, you know, what you need for, for chopping wood, especially if you're going to use it for a fire, is, uh, first off, you want to have, uh, you know, the wood split into pieces or cut into pieces that you're going to split. Um, you want the dried wood for chopping. You want the flat surface that usually something a little bit elevated. I like to use like a, a bigger piece of stump that is flat. Cause then if you do chop through the wood, uh, you know, it sticks in the stump and then you can easily pull it out. I've seen idiots do it on stone and that's just asking for s- some stone in your eye. Uh, even if you're wearing some kind of eye protection, it's still asking for stone to flop up and, and cut you somewhere. So it's just, you, you know, are wearing stupid. glasses? So, you have gloves? Steel toes? Oh, glasses. Uh, I have forgot the gloves before, and let me tell you, blisters hurt, so don't do that, but I didn't do that this time. Uh, it has been raining around here, so I'm glad I did it a couple of days ago. But basically, you take an axe or a wedge, and what you're going to do is you're going to look for, a, uh, in dried wood, uh, usually a crack or a check forms in the wood that you can aim for. And as you aim for that, if you hit it just right, it'll split right down the, right down the crack. And uh, you just have to, you have to know how to use the axe. Uh, so, you know, practice that, do it safely. Uh, of course, wear, you know, eye protection, uh, gloves and stuff like that. But uh, once you have a good pile you have the wood to start a fire and that's Whoa. fuck that's what i try <coughs> that's what i tried to start here i'm sorry it's a little smoky around here so wait uh... <coughs> you said you chopped it in the rain where where were you keeping the wood o- over where there over there <laughs> You know, when the, the outside other part of the pile near is, the rain, I know. Need a cover. What? Why would I need a cover? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, cold hot dogs tonight. Uh, it is. Now I'm gonna grill these hot dogs on a stick. Oh well. 